Hot Takes of a Cult Kid. Check out frankietees.substack.com for more information. Welcome to Hot Takes of a Cult Kid. I'm Frankie Tees. While this isn't about difficulty in earning which exists, this lends itself to that argument too. Today I want to get into why we have trouble socializing in society. This is truly one of my go-to messages throughout any of my work. The misunderstood state of post-cult that a lot of people experience, especially the adult children of cults, and it's something to be reckoned with the rest of one's life. A burden no one signed up for willingly. How you were raised greatly influences your entire life mindset. The nature-nurture argument holds up here. Those raised in a cult as young people during pre-puberty forward or were born in are highly shaped by this environment. The setup could be things like group schedules, forced labor, trafficking, where you see people being used for their time, money, or sex all the time, over and over. A constant humiliation for asking questions or wanting to understand the oddities surrounding cult rules and rituals. A devaluation of you as a human. A general closed-in attitude that we're the best, quote, and everyone else needs to hear and understand the truth to come up to our level. So you're trained to feel superior to those in the outside world, while you're being put down by the leader, preacher, pastor, master. Yeah, it's a mind flock. And when you leave, if not careful to deconstruct and deprogram yourself, a thought at a time, which takes a while, if not careful, you will find a new us and them. And it's a very easy go-to. Today, I want to make the point about why cold kids Don't just join mainstream society with no regard and get on with their life, as people like to say. The foundation of and purpose of life has fundamentally changed when you finally leave a high-demand group. Your existence, your existential mission, which everything was based around, was discovered to be false, and your world has crumbled. Now you choose what is your meaning in life. And what is your new focus? Some never even make it past that step, okay? Some literally cannot adapt past that step and take their lives. And even if the cult kid gets a job, a family, counseling is making do and fitting in. Deeply in their psyche, there is a feeling of not fitting in. I've done it because I thought I fit in most of my life. And then suddenly in my 40s, I had a shock where I realized I didn't. Let's face it, the cult kid had to make so many adjustments to fit into society that they navigated quite far from their own true nature. Whatever's left of that after the cult, that is. The problem with aggressive browbeating or counseling is that it's not organic. Look how long it took a person to doubt the cult in all the stories you've heard. Often people are in 10 years or more before they leave and realize it's a scam of some kind. Now, in my case, and in many cases, when leaving, we are asking ourselves to completely start over, to reconstruct everything about what we believe. 
What makes us motivated? What to do with all this free time we now have after leaving the demands of the group? Because remember, we have zero free time in a cult. That's a shock upon exiting. It's one of many. So I want to paint the picture of what we are having to go against. It's like walking upstream when you leave. Some notes I made on the type of programming we are going against daily upon leaving and for the rest of our lives. One, we're told our time is worth nothing. The cult starts devaluing each individual ASAP because then they can reassign value in any way that serves the leader and group, not the person individually. For the duration spent there, a person is only a part of the group. They must not be self-important. Only recruitment is important as well as self-development and following the teachings of the leader slash group. Submitting to the will of the master is required to be in the group. Two, cults and high-demand religious groups are not very versed in law and business, not all of them, as cults don't pay taxes and don't answer to local authorities very much. At times, they simply pay them off. But if it's a religious registered group, church, tax-exempt church, it opens up so much autonomy to the church that local government turns the blind eye. That's the way the United States is, period. Remind yourself, churches don't pay taxes and often, therefore, do not receive the type of assistance a corporation or tax-paying group might have. A cult exploits that independence from the local authorities to the utter maximum. That is what needs to change with the laws. Toxic leaders have zero tolerance for any rule-breaking. To enforce it, humiliation and snitching culture takes care of the control system put in place. After years of this type of dictatorship, cult members know nothing else, and adapting out of it can be utterly disconcerting and confusing. As a result, we often choose to work as alone as possible in the world because the trust of leaders cannot even be there. In addition, we have experienced forced confessions. And so when you go in the world and you're at your job, you're telling on yourself and people in the group are looking at you like, are you crazy? It's different. Number four, we're unable to relax in group situations. We're left to remain highly guarded in all groups. It's miraculous if someone is a follower in a group unless they never deprogram themselves. Then, of course, transferring to and being re-recruited into a new dictatorship, like the group you were in, is a huge danger for ex-cult members. We're targeted to join a new group immediately. We're vulnerable, sitting ducks to everything familiar. Immersion in the group, lack of self-awareness or self-care. A renunciation of funds and time to a cause that we are convinced is worthwhile. Seeking out similar situations we are compromised happens repeatedly until we figure a way to break our cycle. And that is very important. And people can get re-recruited into a pattern of psychology here as well. Paying for maybe a decade to help them recover from their cult experience. But they might be rememorizing new jargon, psychology jargon. We often have to plan group encounters carefully so as not to put ourselves in a situation which could be 
reminiscent of a high control group. This stuff can pretty much cause inconvenient exit needs in your daily life. Ask anyone who's married or is dating an ex-cult member. They know if a panic attack happens, you'll need to get away. And you might have tried to think of absolutely everything and you still get triggered. Not knowing all the devious ways we were programmed to be obedient and thoughtless can be quite a challenge moving through life. Stuff so difficult that people stop trying. I want to say to the cult kid listening, never stop trying. The resistance of human mind is incredible. I can attest to that. We can program ourselves. We can reprogram ourselves once we find a problem. So be patient with yourself. And those dealing with this need to show patience too. Unless they're not serious about us. And in that case, you have to say, quote, don't let the door hit you in the arse. I mean, it's a decisive thing, healing. And if people can't understand that we have to quickly weed out toxicity before it attempts to become our new master, then you haven't understood the plight of the ex-cultist, and especially that of the adult child of a cult. The battle is worth it. There is much wonder and learning to be had in this world. Keep it going. Thanks for listening to Hot Takes of a Cult Kid. And please check out um, new things are coming at frankietees.substack.com. And always keep critical thinking. Hot takes of a cult kid. Check out frankietees.substack.com for more information.